This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. Fast fashion is responsible for packaging, energy waste and consumerism at its very worst. If there was ever an industry to target for a makeover, it would be fashion. So how about a very fashionable shoe made of wool, pineapple, bamboo, algae and sugarcane? That's right, it could be very delicious if a little fibrous. YY Nation, spelt letter Y, letter Y Nation, is taking a totally circular economy approach to shoes that would make your all birds look so like 2021. So to explain the vision and the mission, I'm joined by CEO and co-founder Jeremy Bank. Jeremy, thanks for joining me on This Climate Business. Thanks, Vincent. Thanks for having me. Well, what goes into making a great shoe? I, I suspect we all have a point of view on this, but you are the actual authority on the matter. How do you make a great shoe and what is it made out of? Yeah, well, um, that's that's going through quite radical change um, because uh, the footwear industry went through this whole transformation uh, you know, and turning to plastics and looking for cheaper alternatives. Um, but that is now all starting to change, which is really exciting from mm. my perspective. So um, if, if, if I was looking at from where I sit, um, you know, a lot of love goes into making a really great <laughs> show and a lot of passion um, because it's really been a journey for four years for me. But Look, when we went and started this whole process, we looked at three pillars to make a great shoe. Um, one is um, obviously around performance, and you know, unless um, a shoe performs, it's a it's a bit of a waste of time. It's got to last. It's got to be comfortable, durable, fit for purpose. So when we come to design a shoe, and uh, you, you know, the I guess the one of the foundation aspects that we look at is you know, how well is it going to stack up and perform um, for what its intended purpose is. The other thing is it's got to look great. You know, if, if, if the, a shoe looks horrible, no one's going to buy it. And, uh, and um, you know, obviously the, the, the look of it's really important. And so we put a lot into designing a, a shoe that um, looked great, but was also versatile for wearing lots of uh, for lots of different purposes you could mm. dress it up you could dress it down um it was a versatile shoe and then the, the third thing which is the um the other pillar that that wow nation really stands on is around its sustainable principles so uh being natural and so we looked at natural fiber the circularity of the brand and of course you know what sort of impact we have on the environment from a waste perspective. So the the first principle was we don't want any plastic. If we can avoid plastic in our shoes, that was one of the first first points, which goes back to the, the sort of story of how it all began. That's amazing. I mean, it's such a – that's a big call. I, I want to come back to the sustainable aspects in a second, but I'm curious to know how um, – does YY Nation benefit from this kind of uh, sneaker culture, you know, that is just so – it's such a weird kind of mm-hmm. subgroup, isn't it, of sneaker collectors? Is that actually a market that you can go for, or is this a, a lifestyle shoe that, you know, is for the wear and not for the collecting? Yeah, well, you know, um, we're so young. Um, I don't know if we're collectible yet, but the <laughs> sneaker market is really fascinating and uh, – you know, I, I used to be um, 
extremely passionate about sneakers and collecting sneakers when I was younger. And I think mm-hmm. I've got a pair of original Jordan ones from you know the, the first selection still. But um, I hope they're in a safe somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My son, um, they, he kind of nabs them, and uh, I can't keep track of where they are at the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah. Like the collectible market and the sneaker market's been been massive. Um, we're more playing into the lifestyle space, mm. um, you know, and, and and really creating shoes for everyday purpose and everyday mm. adventures. That's mm. that. well, they're beautiful shoes. I, I just um, I, I, I love the simplicity of them, and they do look like kind of um, dressing up and dressing down um, kind of style, you know. So they do seem versatile. But let's talk about the what they're made out of because that is such an eclectic list of ingredients and um you know if i'll just run through them again there's wool pineapple bamboo algae sugarcane i think there's one other element in there as well um castor oil did you say castor oil yep yeah yep. Yep. yeah um i mean it does sound like kind of uh, something out of an alliston holst recipe so uh, maybe just tell us how does that all combine into a shoe to replace plastic and vinyl yeah so what what we did is we looked at um what what sort of materials would uh be or what uh recipe as you say could we select in terms of materials that were sustainable and renewable um but replace use of 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 plastics so Mm. when we were judging different materials we were looking them on that basis but also the natural properties of those materials and what benefit they would be for the person who's wearing them. Um, so we, you know, we we looked um, at um, different plants and how sustainable they were to grow. So, for example, with bamboo, you know, that's a plant that grows so rapidly and it's so renewable, um, and it uses the least amount of water of any other other plant. Um, in fact, it's the fastest growing plant on earth that uses the least amount of water. So for us, it was a really good starting point. And then can it be grown sustainably? So we, we looked at that and could we turn that into uh, comfortable uppers um, in a sustainable way? So we you know went through all that sort of process of trial and error to create materials um, utilising bamboo. And we did the same for uh, for the, the pineapple husk, um, which is um, essentially a waste product, um, which is cropped in, in the Philippines, and they just throw away or, or burn off, actually, the pineapple husk part. But now that's been formed as a leather replacement, um, which um, is typically just burnt off, releasing a whole lot of carbon emissions. And now mm. it's like a little micro-industry in the Philippines, uh, which is creating a great product that we can incorporate into our shoes to give good support features. Um, the other aspect of, uh, of of the upper that we use, which is merino, um, is a wonderful fibre. Uh, you know, it, it moisture or reduces moisture, sweat. Um, it's temperature regulating, so it's a great shoe for all day comfort. Um, we get a lot of people commenting on our shoes um, and our reviews on, a, on online and just saying, look, these, I can wear them in all different climates. I've taken them to all these places around the world and uh, they're just so comfortable and fantastic to wear. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Uh, the, wh- whereabouts is the pineapple husk used for? Is that in the sole or in the upper? 
So, yeah, we use it for the upper. Um, so it comes into play where we need to support the shoe um, or provide greater greater levels of support. So, for example, in, in the shoe here, um, you can see on the side, we utilise pineapple husk um, to give greater levels of support or it's, it's like an accent um, on mm -hmm. the shoe. Mm -hmm. um, given that this is mostly an, uh, sort of an audio gag, uh, we um, probably need to describe what we're looking at. I'm, I'm looking at your website and it's a, a kind of a blown up picture of a shoe and it's pointing to, um, as you say, there's an accent on the back there that looks like heel support for the pineapple leaf. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And on, on the style strato, it uses it on probably about, you know, forty percent of the upper, mm. so the structure and support um, on uh, where typically leather would be used. Yeah, um, and um, and then we use uh, we you know most soles are made utilizing um, oil-based chemicals um, from the oil industry, and so we replace that utilizing sugarcane and, and algae, um, and uh, you know bioethanol replacement of of what typically would be an ore based or petrochemical based mm. Mm. even your laces you've paid attention to um, the, uh, the the laces um, are uh, uh, what are they made of cotton and um, uh, where's the the algae is used in the inner is that right that's used no, in the midsole of the shoe. Oh, right. The algae yep. is used in the midsole of the shoe. And, you know, it's they're really, really uh, light and, and comfortable. That's the, the the comments that we're getting from the customers. So not only is it good for the environment where, you know, you, we're seeing uncontrollable amounts of algae um, due to, you know, runoff of fertilisers into waterways, uh, choking yep. waterways. So the algae is extracted out of um, these clogged waterways and um, utilised within our midsoles, and uh, and so we're able to calculate, you know, the amount of air that that purifies and the amount of water that that cleans to restore that that mm. those environments. How does how did you go about discovering, um, you know, that these materials could be used in this industrial process and alternative? kind of industrial processes were they already used and you kind of discovered them and, and adapted them for your own purposes or did you actually did you need to start from scratch yeah so some of the materials had already been utilized either in the footwear industry or other industries and um, and we were able to change those and modify those um, over trial and error for the purpose of, of, of footwear um, other Developments and technologies were incorporated into some of these findings, um, utilizing patented technologies that were able to adapt um, so that they would function within a shoe. Um, because of the nature of shoes and and you know the weight and the bearing that they have to have, they've got to be extremely sturdy. And so, you know, to develop those those materials, we had to develop some of our own technologies within things that are already being developed or adaptions of. Um, so it was a real collaboration uh, between um, people who had already developed some of these technologies or, or working to develop our own internally. Mm. Mm. 
I'm always interested that uh, something as common as a shoe, you you would imagine there's there's nothing left to discover or invent. You know, they they have been around for some time. What gave you the confidence that you could find something new to do with shoes? Yeah, well, I've been uh, yeah, I've got a background in in footwear, more traditional. And um, when I was on the beach in Hawaii, and I could see you know the effect of pollution in the middle of the Pacific. Um, that really it was your daughter, wasn't it? That kind of prompted you to, yeah, you know, to have yeah. that moment. Yeah, I'd taken her down because um, we'd arrived at my favourite surf beach that I'd been to 20 years earlier. And I took her down there when we just arrived and she was just playing with the sand and saw these little blue flecks in there and um, I could sort of see the rubbish on the beach. It was, you know, pretty shocking, but seeing these blue microplastics in the sand mm. was just quite devastating and you could just see, wow, you know, um, this place has changed hugely in such a short space of time. You know, why is this happening and why can't I do something about it? And that was sort of the start of, of um, I guess, a motivation towards saying, look, I need to do something about helping. What can I do to protect the environment for future generations? And um and so I came back from there and really that's when YY began and uh, I started looking at alternatives in the footwear industry, being that the majority of, of shoes are made from plastic and, uh, you know, they just fill the landfill and, and they don't decompose and and um, and, uh, and there's got to be a, a better way, you know, as, as you said earlier in the fashion industry, there has to be um, better alternatives. Um, that um, that are good for the environment and good for people to wear. Mm. So that's that's really where it all started, and and uh, and then we started looking at um, ways that we could innovate and transform the footwear industry and be a disruptor in that space. And there was quite clearly a gap where people wanted to buy sustainable, but there weren't options for them to buy, and uh, and so that's where. We wanted to create shoes and options that people would love and and, and um, be motivated towards moving from unsustainable footwear brands into more sustainable um, product alternatives. Mm, it's interesting. Is Daryl still involved in the business? Yeah, so Daryl's, um, you know, he, he was really instrumental because um, when I was younger, he was one of the guys that I used to go over there um, windsurfing and surfing with in Hawaii and he came down to Wellington to visit me and I took him into my room where I was developing um, YY Nation and he just said this is you know just saw what we we're doing and thought it was amazing and uh, and that's where he came on board and he's got a background in, in strategy and finance so he's he's very involved in, in that side with me and working in the business and uh, great support I feel like you need a chemist in there or some sort of manufacturing genius that's um, you know, kind of brought these elements together. Was there some science required? Yeah, there was. And look, we've done different work with different organisations. Um, we've got a guy also involved in the business from an industrial design background who's been been great. And um, and so we've, we've, we've brought in different people from the outside um, to help. Who have specialised areas and different different technologies, or mm. us as well as our team in, in South Korea. Uh, now, of course, Wellington is famous for its uh, other um, 
uh, it's kind of sustainable footwear brand being Allbirds. Um, is there a connection with Allbirds? And you know, kind of do you do you see yourselves as uh, competitors or or uh, frenemies? Is that the word? <laughs> yeah. No. I. I um, you know, I'm really inspired by the story of Allbirds and. Um, they, you know, innovated um, wool to create a wool, the first wool shoe, and um, and you know that's that's really neat. That lots of great things come out of Wellington. Um, it's a, a great innovative um, place to be, and and um, yeah, I think there's in terms of as I mentioned earlier, there's not a lot of options for customers in the whole space of sustainability, particularly well-priced options so you know we see ourselves as as complementary and um, like other sustainable brands um, we champion them as as much as they probably champion us Mm. the cause that we're about and what we're trying to achieve and if we can encourage um, other companies that aren't in the space that aren't in sustainability to give it a go all all the better Um, I think the more more options and um, the, the, you know, I, I guess, you know, from my perspective, giving customers choice to say, yeah, I really want to switch to more sustainable options because I love them and I love them more than the, uh, the those other ones that I've had that that are just going to fill landfill. Mm, absolutely. Right. The, the, you're part of an emerging group of companies and organisations in the circular spaces are you, do you find yourself uh alone in the space or you know do uh, are you um my sense is there's this really fast growing community of circular economy businesses and entrepreneurs yeah yeah and it you know it goes right back to with circularity um because it's all, all all about bringing things back to where they began and um and so we can't do that in isolation, we need to be working with with others. So, for example, our whole logistics um, process and the people that we work with on our logistics are all really part of that journey of circularity and developing um, our ability to be circular as a business. And um, and so, you know, we try to align ourselves with companies with the same values and the same vision. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it's um, I, I guess it's a, a real emerging area. It's an exciting area to be a part of. Um, it does feel quite lonely sometimes because there's not enough doing it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I can see the future. This is where things are going to head more mm. and more around accountability for what we what we birth. But we also think about the death of our product and and what happens after life as well. Mm. Retail's notoriously uh, tough business. What was the reception of the trade? Yeah, we've been um, so we've got our shoes. Uh, we on launch in the US. We're invited to open a department store in New York, and 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 that's been really exciting. Um, but also the reception in New Zealand has been been really great. Um, we're just in fact um, starting our whole. Um, sale journey at the moment we've got a number of companies that um, we're about to start going into um, and we've done some trial tests in in New Zealand and and some retail and it's been really well received Mm. so that's um, that's Mm. the exciting place 
What, what do you think they're buying, Jeremy? Are they buying the sustainability angle or, or are they just seeing a great shoe? Yeah, I think it's a real mix. Um, you know, it's the shoes have to look good. Um, we did a, uh, like a, a show to get invited to be at, at a show and, you know, we sold, I think, 20 pairs in 15 minutes because people could try them on and that as soon as they get them on their feet, they just go, wow, these look great and they just feel so, so good. <laughs> and that's the overwhelming feedback that we're getting. Um, but the fact that it's got sustainable principles, it's just like a, a no-brainer. And I think the more people find these solutions that look good and perform better than 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 what they've had in the past, um, the more conversion to these types of options will be. And, you know, one of the feedback uh, or the majority of feedback we've been getting around the performance of the shoes is just, you know, how light they are on their feet, but also breathable and uh, keep their feet warm in and, and, and winter and cooler in hot temperatures. Um, so natural is, is, is better. It performs better than plastics on your mm. feet, better for mm. the environment. It's better um, for your health and well-being as well. Um, and it can perform exceptionally well. So put all those things together and, and uh, yeah, you know, we're getting customers coming back buying their second, third pair because they really love them. And, yeah, that's great. And their friends. Yeah. yeah, great. So a big part of the circularity story is the way that you treat your suppliers. And so your supply chain, you know, needs to have that same sort of ethical lens and sustainability lens. Can you tell me a bit about your sourcing, your wool and your bamboo and the and the pineapple because uh, I'm assuming, for instance, the pineapple has to come from the Philippines. There's not a lot of pineapple grown here. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So we work really closely with with all our uh, suppliers, and we have certifications that we go through um, just so that there's that level of accountability. Um, mm. So, for example, the you know the sugar cane, it's uh, on sucre. Um, certified, so it's all grown sustainably, um, and um, we use the similar sort of credentials for the process with the bamboo um, using Ocotext, and um, and then uh, we're very fortunate in New Zealand. We've got some amazing growers, you know, merino farmers um, mm. who have um, really great regenerative type processing in their, in their farming practices, and and um, and so, yeah, we, we visit them and, and we're part of, they're part of Y1 Nation. When we say we're part of this nation, they're, they're just part of that and part of that journey mm. um, that we're all on. And so they buy into the values of what we are as an organisation um, and, uh, and, and ensure that, you know, the supply chain all the way through to the manufacturing is all done utilising the very high standards, and um, and, the, and we have the credentials to, to uh, back that up. It's so interesting, you know. There's a group of academics that come out of Lincoln University that have made a study out of how to build sustainable returns out of sustainable products, and and it all comes back to the value chain and the and the way you sort of stitch together the whole line you know from growers right through to retailers and back again so you you sound like you've invested a lot in that value chain and that has become i don't know a point of difference for you 
Yeah, yeah. So the way we 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 look at it is, you know, in, in terms of measurement as a business, is we have the planet, the environmental um, measurables that we look after, and, and creating a sustainable ecosystem. And then we look at the the profit in terms of the economic business model to make sure that it's also sustainable and and uh, and the people aspects. So measuring, you know, how we are working with and treating our people, and and uh, and, and then also the the progress. So that whole innovation piece, we say, you know, with our shoes, these are the least sustainable shoes that we'll ever make. That's sort of like our backup line because it's all about continued improvement and progress. Mm-hmm. We know we can do better, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's you know part of who we are as well uh, about constantly asking questions and, and looking for better solutions. Do your suppliers, you know, and the other parts of that supply chain, um, do they question you? So you've obviously questioned them to say, do you have certification? Do you have good practices? But do you find that you get that kind of positive pressure also to improve your own practices? Yeah, so they they look at they're also looking out for us as well. Um, so, for example, within the first iteration of the shoes, you know, we work very closely on the design with our team in South Korea, and 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 we get a lot of pushback from, oh, I think we can do this better, or we can improve the material this way, or have you considered this 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 option? Jeremy mm. so so that's really positive and then also from the team here in New Zealand um, you know part of our culture is we're a questioning brand so no one's afraid to ask questions and to look for better solutions um, and so yeah there is a lot of that 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 sort of dialogue backwards and forwards mm-hmm. that's, how we, that's part of our culture who we are and, and, and building a, a great business I'm assuming that you've. Um, I see that you're um, carbon certified with. Um, is it Ecos uh, that you're uh, certified with? Um, Sean Weaver. Uh, we've had him on the show actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you worked out what the carbon emissions reductions are as a result of your processes? And it's, I know it's hard to compare because you didn't exist. <laughs> so what are you comparing yourself with? But I don't know. Could you compare yourself with a similar looking? shoe company yeah um so yeah what what we did actually was we um we went through a process with think step anz um uh so barbara uh, and her team and they did a uh, whole um uh, carbon footprint uh, and and measured all the different impacts from mm-hmm. the sourcing of material right through to the afterlife of the show and they you know how many times people wash them um uh, you know the transportation um, to measure our CO two emissions, and um, out of that, you know, we discovered we'd made the last carbon footprint sneaker in the world, um, which was kind of like a a really nice surprise. And um, <laughs> and and but you know, and then Ecos went away and they checked checked that and and verified that the report was correct and we'd um, that things step had been through all the right process. And, and certified the, the measurements. Um, but the really neat thing that came out of that was a list of things that we can do in the future to consider about how we can improve even further. And um, and so some of those aspects have been incorporated already into the business and, mm. and, um, and we're looking at other ways that we can improve 
um, our carbon carbon footprint. Um, so, for example, in the, the shoes that we've got at the moment, we've changed a number of design features within them, which are small, but on, on the scale of production, they actually make quite a big difference hmm. in terms of the carbon footprint. And it's about that constant improvement. Um, we are here today, but we can keep getting better. And um, and uh, that's that, that whole process that we went through with ThinkStep and and ECOS was, was brilliant. It was mm. uh, really helpful. And I was setting a benchmark for ourselves. And then we look at the industry and we go, well, yeah, it's it's about how we can continually improve. Yeah. Jeremy, the um, future is uh, either more shoes or, or extending into different items. Is the technology that you've created or the kind of the combination of elements, could you extend that into different products? Yeah, yeah, we we could, um, and you know, I think there's still a lot of work to do in the footwear space for us. So we we're sort of focused on that at the moment. But yeah, there could be potential to um, adapt some of the technologies that we've we've created into other other types of products within the mm. fashion industry um, or other industries. We use. For example, a lot of our offcuts and and like an eco flooring product. Um, so there are other um, uses as well for some of the the offcuts and, and and other materials that we've um, we've developed um, for other industry as well. Mm, that's very exciting. It, it must be, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I imagine your your head sort of goes into different um, product lines all the time. But uh, what's the next? Uh, kind of product off the line that we can know about yeah so we've got um got our bamboo shoe which was um really well received um and um you know with that we had um a, a really low carbon footprint and so we've developed that further um within the the lining of the shoe so we've got some really exciting new iterations of that um, which are soon to be released Mm. in the market currently in production um, and some some new colors so that's that's sort of um, the next and then just some uh, improvements on the shoes that we've already created um, uh, so some some slight changes um, and that's just going to continue to evolve um, we have developed new designs but um, when we release those we're not 100 percent sure <laughs> as we say it's always a temptation having that sort of entrepreneurial spirit within uh, the company mm-hmm. um, so to keep doing more. But, um, yeah, at the moment we just want to continually develop and improve what we've got. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, congratulations. I, I suppose um, the last question is why YY Nation? Explain the name. Yeah. So uh, YY was really born out of that time when I was with my daughter um, when I saw all that plastic and I was with her on the beach and, and it was that moment of, you know, why is this happening? You know, this is just devastating to see the impact on our environment and this plastic pollution in the middle of the Pacific and beautiful why. And then why can't I do something about it? So it was that questioning brand. It was that questioning within myself really to say, hey, look, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be better solutions. And mm. uh, I'm going to start on this journey and make a commitment to it. And uh, the nation is, I can't do this on my own. You know, this is 
a whole body of people and this is mankind you know we've got to go out and set out to um, make change and so join me on this journey um, was the other aspect of the brand um, so why why it's about questioning and the nation is we're on this together we're about um, the preservation of our planet for future generations and uh, so that's that's where that all came from which yeah, that's great it's great sentiment and if people want to join you by i don't know buying some shoes for instance how how do they buy your shoes jeremy yeah so at the moment um they can they can buy them online at ywynation.com um we've got an unfortunate situation where we've almost sold out in, in new zealand <laughs> so, but um there's still plenty of shoes there and uh, and we're also and going to be soon featuring it in some retail stores um, around the country so you'll start to see us popping up in, in different stores around new zealand which is really neat yeah it's fantastic um and um mostly selling in the states in terms of actual retails that's where your your future market is do you think yeah but potentially we've got you know a uh, a a big following in terms of um direct consumers as well so direct customers coming on board and discovering us uh we're featured in a, a lot of pr in the united states and in the uk and and, and things so we've had a lot of pickup from from that um, online in our online channel and um, yeah in the future we you know we we will be in, in certain retail as well mm. uh, so that mm. people can discover us as a uh, alternative oh that's great thanks jeremy and uh, congratulations on the brand and on your success we we look forward to um just seeing how it grows thanks vincent no thanks for your time i really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Hello and welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. I hope you enjoy the show.